Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Welcome. Live from Sherwood Forest, it's the Von Hessler Doctrine. Hour one begins now. I am the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler. That right there is Autumn Fisher. Hello. That guy right there. What's up? Jerry Yamamoto. And English Nick right over there. Hello. All the players have been set. I'm lucky to be here. Let me just say that uh, I love the legalized fireworks, but we nearly blew my cul-de-sac <laughs> off the map last night. <laughs> you have to understand that, that there, would, there was something like six or seven teenage boys involved ah. with this little neighbor. This lasted two and a half hours. <laughs> we walked too out long. there at nine. <laughs> <laughs> too long. And even I thought it was too long, but they were they were they were savoring every single thing. So they would do like the little little firecrackers and, and that sort of thing just to keep things going. And after a while, like I'm an old man. You know, I was like, hey, can we get to some some big stuff here? I mean we had the the rocket launcher, the launcher things. Uh, the mortar rounds, basically. Do you have any uh, Saturn missiles, too? Oh, my, you might as well have one of the kids put it in wrong, and it blew up on the patent. <laughs> the launch thing blew up, you know, got shrapnel all over the place. Wow. Towards the very end, uh, one of the things tipped over. And this is one of those This is one of those things that's going to go high into the sky and create a show. It tipped over and came at me, you know, just so I, had, I got a flash in the face. So... I'm lucky to be here. Although I'm, I'm, you know, I believe in the legal fireworks. We had fun, but I mean, those those kids just went wild. And you can't. It's hard to control seven kids lighting things. <laughs> you know, well, you was... do everything you can. Just okay. We got to have a plan, and everybody. Be- and it it's all starts out. It all starts out perfect. Everybody's on board. There's a plan. We light. We step back. We enjoy. And then the the, the parents are drinking. They stop noticing so much. The kids being kids. And the next thing you you, you look out there and they're taking four of these rocket launchers placing them together so that all and trying to time it so that they all light at the right time but one has a better lighter than the other and so yeah i look i look over there and there's like three going off and one kid still trying to like (laughs) (laughs) so not only am i lucky to be Mm -hmm. here uh i feel like uh, i'm lucky that i don't have to worry about uh, there were no trips to the hospital and I don't. No cops are visiting me about uh, you know not being a good parental supervisor. So we're here. That's good. Happy Sunday. I believe it is time. Headlines of the week. Even though we did a show yesterday, we're going to do headlines of the week again. Yeah, why not, Jared Nick? Yamamoto? Yeah, so, why not? Why not, Jared? I agree with you. Why not? Why not? So let's start in uh, in Moscow, where Russian President Vladimir Putin. Who? 
sent Vladimir Putin <laughs> sent President Obama a congratulatory Independence Day message. Yeah, what was his message? Oh, I've got you by the I've got you that. by the look short. At <laughs> look at this right here. So he says in his message, uh, he noted that despite the differences, Jared, you can the, tell me if you didn't really read the article. I you did. Think, I'm it's just it right the headline. Now. If you don't know what the message is, you can just tell me you don't know the message. It was kind of a slap in the face if you of think about it. Of course it is. Of course. Can you read it in his in his voice? Uh, I will try it right here. No, please. <laughs> no. There are a lot of things that Jared's good at. You just pointed something I don't think he's good at. You're not a voices guy. Well, I mean, I can do a couple, Let's but give I, don't him a know about, I don't know about the Russian voice. Or can I can I tell you something about Jared? He sure. is a talented, talented dude. Not so funny. So don't put him in that situation. Oh, anyway, I'm not, that's not a bad thing, right? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, we all have our strengths. That's we true. all have our that's weaknesses, the, and the very, important very thing true. is to know your strengths. That is very, very true. And my strength is telling you about yes. this, about, about what it is. In your, in your, that is a strength, professionality. Absolutely. Right and there. tell me in your voice. In my voice, right? So Russian, so apparently he's trying to go after the Russian-American relations and saying that essentially the Russians and Americans are essential to international stability throughout right. the world. So, And I noticed in there he said something along the lines of, we need to start, we, we need a dialogue that is... Uh, that's 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 not you bullying us. Like he's acting like you know you got to come off your high horse, and then we can have uh, an, an even dialogue back and forth. And let me tell you something: this Putin, for as evil as he is, he he knows what he's doing. He's playing chess. I mean, he really is because he's going to be there still when we have a, an, another president. So we all know that Obama is not exactly Dick Cheney when it comes to foreign policy. But he's setting it up as you know you're you're being too arrogant on the world stage, Obama, and we need to change this <clears throat> leading into the next administration. Vladimir Putin doesn't care about Obama anymore. He realizes the long game is that in America, we actually have elections that matter and people don't stay there forever. And so he's kind of, he's setting up the next president, I think. And the best thing for him is to walk out of the Obama administration thinking, acting like that was Dick Cheney. Like, oh my God, the arrogance on the world stage. It needs to stop. When we all know that America is... You know, you can use the term weaker or just we certainly have walk lighter on the world stage than we did eight years ago. Absolutely. So uh, I hopefully whoever comes next in the presidency will be able to deal with this guy because I, I don't care what you think of him and I don't think much of him, but he's a damn good politician and he knows what he's doing and he's playing chess and we better get somebody in there and who, who's good at chess and not checkers because that's what we're playing. <laughs> Which, although, I got to be honest with you, I'm not even good at checkers, but I think that it's a good analogy to say he's playing chess yeah. and we're playing checkers, but the real truth is that I was beaten at checkers by uh, my eight-year-old. When, when my 30-year-old was <laughs> oh. eight years old, he beat me at checkers repeatedly to the point that one time, like in a video from MTV, I stood up and I flipped the checkerboard into the air. I was so angry that I was being beaten by an eight-year-old. Maybe he was nine. This hurts. Next story. All right. So her relatability continues. <laughs> Hillary Clinton's campaign roped off reporters at a New Hampshire parade, Eric. I mean, it's getting out of control now. So so there's a, there's a parade. They all join these parades on July 4th. Right. So everybody, the whole, I read an article about how the, the, 
the machinations of trying to get not only get your guy in or gal. I'm sorry, Hillary. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thank you. Uh, into the right parade, I'm but a apparent, woman. I know that. I know that. Not, I'm sorry. It was gal sexist. I I didn't. It's no. not on the list. <laughs> okay. So uh, I'll allow it. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're By welcome. Way, you're being very warm and relatable. I find. I know. Right? I'm mm-hmm. very relatable. You are. You're a woman. Have you I seen understand. the latest polls? I have. You're doing pretty good. Very relatable. Mm-hmm. You're relating to them, and they're relating to you. That's, exactly. Uh, that's actually very very I good. I put my shoes on one at a time, just <laughs> like the American people. <laughs> that's nice. It's very relatable. We all wear shoes, right? So, uh, except for people who don't, I sometimes don't wear shoes too. Oh, just like the people who don't wear shoes. Exactly. Oh, you can relate to everyone. I sure can. And I find that you're being so warm at the same time. Yes. I, I think that I don't understand how anybody could be against you. Let but, me hug you. Uh, no, that's okay. Come on, please. Come uh, here. So- <laughs> Get over here. <laughs> so, apparently, not only getting your candidate into the right parade is important but there's a whole jockeying thing that goes on you want your candidate in the right situation at the right point in the parade and all of this is considered power you know like you want your candidate either on a float that gathers gains you know gets noticed or they have to be there's a whole thing that goes on where the candidate is supposed to walk back and forth shaking hands so you're telling me that hillary was in a parade but she surrounded herself with an entourage and no voter was allowed to get near her in New Hampshire, basically, uh, pretty much, yeah. or just reporters. It, well, the reporters. I mean, I, I I get it to an extent because you're trying to. She's trying to, you know, display not her answer image. questions. Yeah, not an, not answer <laughs> questions. But I mean, like it's the Fourth of July. You got to give her a break then. But at Do some point, at some point though, Hillary is going to have to start answering questions to reporters because I mean, this is this is not anything new. Will right she? Here. Will she? I'm not so sure that's true. I'm not so sure that at any point Hillary Clinton is going to be forced to answer uh, questions from reporters. So you expect it? Ask me anything. I'll answer it directly. Why did you why did you clean your server, your email server? You you not only just, you know, kept a server in your own home, but mm-hmm. before you started decided to run for president, you wiped out everything on that server. Why did you do that? Listen. There are a lot of emails that I just happened to delete because they were personal. Yeah. I have a phone. I have a phone for my, well, for Chelsea. It's a personal <laughs> phone. I have a phone that has all my business emails. Yeah, yeah. I have my Harlem phone that goes directly from my Harlem office. Yeah, It yeah. forwards it there, right. okay? So yeah. that's three. Uh-huh. My fourth phone <laughs> is just for 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 bill just for bill just, just for, for bill. emergency co- it's red yeah. i call it the red phone <laughs> you are so cute i have some so cute. emails on another see those are all old flip phones they yeah. don't have you know they're just so i can't so, so, even take pictures so this there's no one, need for us to care about the servers no, that I've you wiped deleted, out you know <laughs> they were the emails that were deleted were just between bill and i and chelsea mm-hmm. and my father-in-law and none, none of our cousin. business none of your bit honestly eric yeah, yes none of your business <laughs> okay hey question asked question answered I can't suppose. i delete emails <laughs> have have you ever deleted an email i gotta be honest with you i delete emails that are just sort of garbage emails and but that's I, I what i deleted no, but i don't living I don't, social I, I, a million <laughs> emails a day <laughs> deals yes deals.com deals.com yes so it's all that kind of stuff oh it's just junk mail but honestly. correspondence between people i generally i don't delete i put it in, into a folder and, and 
case that person tries to accuse me of something. I put I those in a folder the in the delete folder. Okay, all right. That makes sense. Ask the, I guess the reporters just need to get close enough to <laughs> ask the questions. I'm here. Uh, apparently. I'm relatable. <laughs> I'm ready to answer questions. Yeah, but you wrote them off, though. <laughs> that what, you know, people in my camp... They yeah. want to protect me, and I don't want to cross them. So I say, "All right, yeah. I'll sit here and wave." <laughs> but you if you're a if if you're a, a reporter who wants to speak to me, then come on up past the barricades, and I'll talk to you. Yes, if you can make it through, exactly past the moat. If you're motivated <laughs> enough, you can make it to me to ask me any question. So if I prove to you that I'm motivated enough to actually get to you, you will answer a question and i'll prove to you to be the best and the first female president of the united states of america can you promise me that we get some donald trump going here when we get back is there any donald trump in the news oh yes there is Cedric cobb tell him scott slate sent you by to no better sleep the von hessler doctrine on news 95.5 and am 750 wsb oh welcome back Channel 2's Brad Nitz says, we're going to have a high of around 84 degrees, but another lackluster mellish meter number I've got for you today. I apologize. I apologize, but you can only look forward to a four on the mellish meter. I mean, you're almost falling off of the meter at that point. Really, it's, it's, it's a four. Stop. Hey, Autumn, don't question the mellish meter. But I just thought that where you are isn't where everyone is. The weather oh. is different for a lot of people. Just because you're looking out the window and it looks nice to you. It's not an autumn-centric universe. No, it is not, as oh. a matter of fact. So, uh, welcome back. I'm Eric Von Hester. That was Autumn Fisher questioning the Mellish meter. Was Unbelievable. I, was I questioning it? Unbelievable. Jared Yamamoto, English Nick, is here. So, uh, I think we have a couple more headlines. Maybe for headlines of the news? Yeah, we do. And you know what? Oh, Donald whatever. Donald Trump is starting to kind of feel the backlash now of what he said a couple weeks ago. So, uh, oh. his, his quote was, uh, he didn't expect his business backlash to be quite this severe. So, <laughs> okay. oh my this gosh. This guy just doesn't get it. Can play the, uh, the, uh, the Mexican rapist line, please, DeMarco. They're bringing drugs. <laughs> They're bringing crime. They're rapists, and some, I assume, are good people. But I speak to border guards. <laughs> all right, all right, that's enough. That's enough. So <laughs> that's all you need, really. I told you in the very beginning that as soon as he said that, that he was getting, he's not in, in really in the running. But Republicans somehow have decided that uh, that that guy is now the number two. Is he not? He's yeah, polling 12%, number two, according to Gallup. Right, let me just say this, and I want to say it in calm terms to my good conservative listenership out here. If the Republican Party continues to flirt with Donald Trump, because he's never going to be the primary. This is just a matter of how far this flirtation, I mean, he's never going to be the candidate. This is a matter of how far this flirtation is going to go. If the Republican Party continues to flirt with Donald Trump, they do not deserve, they do not deserve the White House. I'm telling you, this is, now let's go to, that was the thing that he said that is got, look at the kind of presidency you would have here, all right? So you really want a president, let's look at his campaign. His campaign was like two, three weeks ago he started this. Yeah. And so what we know about Donald Trump as president is that he will fight Univision. <laughs> we know that he will fight Macy's. We know that he will fight NBC. Wake up, people. This is the presidency you would get. A completely distracted president who's spending more time responding to his critics on Twitter 
then he will actually getting things done. And that's before we get into his idiotic concept of how he would run the country, which, by the way, Republicans say they hate the pen and the phone from the current president, but they think they believe Donald Trump, who basically says, well, if I was president, I'd call up the premier of China and tell him I'd punch you in the nose. If you don't, <laughs> if you don't change the way you're doing with the currency, I'll send a couple of my buddies over there. Yeah, we'll get some things done. <laughs> wow. I'll punch him in the nose. I'll get things done. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. Wake up. Please stop doing this. Stop with the self-inflicted wounds in the Republican Party. You're talking about a guy who's losing every contract he ever had from his opening speech. Yeah, that's going to be a fantastic presidency. Do you think he has any idea, real quickly? I, I don't know. I think, you know what, I think he's got kind of a Citizen Kane thing going on. Mm. He can't back down. He can't say he was wrong. So he says, oh, I knew my business background would hurt me, but... All right, we have a little segment called WTF with Autumn Fisher, the hater of the Mellish Meter, when we return. Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Welcome back. I'm Eric Von Hessler. That's Autumn Fisher. That's Jared Yamamoto. That's English Nick. Hey, you know, to me, Sunday means two things. Of course, the Von Hessler Doctrine and the Sunday AJC, Sunday Atlanta Journal-Constitution. This Sunday, today, pick it up for an investigation into slot machines and gambling payouts in Georgia. If it's Sunday, it's the AJC. Now, before we get to WTF from uh, noted Mellish Meter hater Autumn Fisher. Four. Mellish Meter. <laughs> Give me a break. Jared, there's been some breaking <laughs> yeah, news. Yeah, we do have some breaking news. So with 10% of the votes counted in the uh, Greek referendum vote for a bailout from the EU, uh, it looks like they're calling it right now. 10%. I, I can't believe they're calling it with 10%, but they're suggesting that Greece is going to vote no to a ba- bailout from the European Union, which That's, is well, it's, not, it's, it's, it's kind of a simple. It's not exactly no to the bailout because the bailout they they defaulted already, right? Basically, and this guy, this crazy prime minister that they have, decided in the middle, the, the last hours of the talks with uh, with the Europeans, he decided I'm just going to hold a vote, you know, which and so he held a vote and then told his people to vote no, and so basically. The deals that were in place are already off the table. They, their vote, what they're voting on is whether to go back and sort of restart things. Because even if they voted yes, they would have had to restart things because the deadline's already passed for all the deals that were already on the table. So they would have. So that basically, at the end of the day, it came down to a yes vote meant you wanted to be part of Europe. Right. A no vote meant no, we're going to go our own way. Although this crazy prime minister told the people that a no vote wouldn't necessarily mean that we're kicked out of the European Union, although everyone in the European Union is saying, we have to kick you out because if we don't, then Italy and Spain and all these other countries are going to see that and they're going to start defaulting. It's called moral hazard. You can't have it. So what the Greeks just did uh, is just decide, you know, they're voting. They're like the they're like the, the whole country as dumb as Donald Trump. You know, you're going to vote to just jump off the side of a cliff. They, they, they voted to join hands and jump off the edge of a cliff because they cannot handle the fact that they're wrong. Much like the Donald, the analogy holds. They cannot... They cannot accept the fact that they're wrong. They don't have a leg to stand on. They 
retire at 55 in Greece and they have all of these pensions and they're broke. So if you live in Germany and you're 67 years old and you're still working, when those rallies, those signs you see, they might as well say, yes, German worker at 67, you need to keep working so that you can fund my pension so that I can still retire at 55. Ridiculous. And they don't produce anything. Greece, the problem with uh, retiring at 55 is that it doesn't, the whole concept is horrible because in your life, if you think to yourself, well, I'll just drive this bus till I'm 55 and then I'll just have a great 20 years living on the water. That'll be fine. It might sound nice, but uh, the problem is that, that kind of society never produces a Bill Gates. It never produces a Steve Jobs. There's no aspiration. You're aspiring to retire when you're 55 years old. So on top of all the problems they have, they have no entrepreneurs. They have no people building the future. They've just been living off of other people. It's the old Margaret Thatcher line. Socialists, sooner or later, run out of other people's money. And that's exactly what happened to Greece. So, And if they break away from the European Union, they still owe that money, right? I mean, uh, what they're going to do is they go back to the drachma, which was their currency beforehand, and it will take four wheelbarrows to get a <laughs> loaf of bread. And no, look, it was going to be trouble for Greece either way, because they were either going to have to bite the bullet and have what they call austerity, which ba they call it austerity, but basically it means it's your fault. You kept voting for people who said, I'm Santa Claus, and, I'm, and you didn't think about the fact that this you can't have pensions forever when you as a country don't produce. So the Greeks, idiotic, idiotic. But, you know, if Donald Trump was president, he'd do something about it. He'd, he'd call up those Europeans, <laughs> I'll punch you in the face if you don't do the right thing. So that's <laughs> he likes to punch people in the that's, face. Well, you're that's Donald his whole, Trump. That's, I can't believe the Republicans are flirting with this Donald Trump. The idea that he's going to run the country, you know, <laughs> I'll tell you what, what you don't like it. Uh, he's a bunch of fives. Hey, I get a couple of my guys. They come down. They see you, and we get deals. We got to make deals in this country. Before we get to WTF, I have to have my fix of Donald Trump talking about uh, the God's best president, or however the. I will be the greatest jobs president that God ever created. I tell you that. And if God doesn't like it, I'll call him up and I'll tell him what's what. And I'll tell him who is and what we're doing. Because that's the way that it's going to be. I'll blacken his eye, I'll tell and you God, what. Blacken his eye. This country's been pushed around enough. I'm going to call up the premier of China and tell him, punch him in the nose. <laughs> or you don't stop doing that with the currency. This is what Republicans are listening to right now. Oh, my goodness. This would be so refreshing. Yeah, right. Great. You're going to have a president who's going to win the war against Univision. Wake up. Is it time for... What the... What the... What the... Seriously, what the... WTF. It's the first WTF story that Republicans are flirting with Donald Trump as a potential president of the United States. <laughs> it is. And the second story... Okay. <laughs> is that Apple Music uh, could really mess up your iTunes. Yeah, well, see, Apple Music changed. Now, I'm a big, I'm inside the Apple eco thing, but I'm starting to get a little bit annoyed uh, with Apple. But they bought Beats, mm -hmm. uh, which was Dr. Dre's thing, and now they've incorporated it into, what they're trying to do is Apple, Apple owned uh, music sales because the iTunes, when people were still buying full albums through iTunes and downloading them, they were winning. But because of Spotify and RDO and all of these things, now streaming, people aren't buying you know the, the, the stuff. So now because of the streaming, now Apple has to get into that game. So they bought Beats, and starting a few days ago, uh, if you did your update, then basically you had three free months of a Spotify-like service uh, that was free for three months. The problem is, 
the technology that deals with the uh, Spotify-like streaming service and the technology that deals with something called iTunes Match, which I'm on, basically... They're, they're, they're banging up against each other. So you do an update, and all of a sudden, your playlists are in the wrong place. I mean, people spend a lot of time. Right. You know, you can have a playlist that you've put together, not just one playlist, I mean your entire library, the way that it's done. And, you know, for the last five or ten years, exactly the way you want to, you update, and suddenly things are out of place. Uh, solo artists are in bands. Uh, people are saying that they're, you know, they're going for one, one album and Radiohead plays. It's really the... They're messing up the album art. And I think the reason is because the iTunes cloud technology, the match stuff, and the stuff where the streaming is coming from, they're not talking together so well. So for Apple to give you three free months seems like a great idea because everybody's got one of these phones and they've got your credit card. So it's if you like it enough, it's like, eh, keep on charging me $9 a month. It's a really good idea. But if you destroy everyone's library mm-hmm. in that free three months, right. you might have a lot of people who say, no, thank you. I'll, I'll stick with Spotify. And there's something, too, about it being cloud-based, right? Where yes. it doesn't take as much bandwidth. It doesn't take the space. space on your... You don't have to keep the songs on your phone. But then is it does it also count as data usage when you're downloading it from the cloud? Sure, it does. Okay. It does. And streaming... Uh, counts against data usage but what you can do like if I I have my whole iTunes library so let's say that I'm going to go I know it's going to be a five hour trip I can with my Mm Wi-Fi download all the albums I want to listen to and then I'm not streaming while I'm on the road. Okay. Then when I get home, I can take them all off my phone and, and use them. So if you're, but if they'll you're, still may, remain in the cloud. They'll, just take them off the, your space on your phone. Mm-hmm. Right, right. right. You, that's basically is you always have a match. iTunes Match is a match for everything that you have on your library mm-hmm. in the cloud. And that way, no matter where you are, you can listen to them on whatever device you have. But the streaming service from Beats is something is happening there that's kind of screwing that up. And I think something weird is happening with Apple. I, I really, I've told you this before, but I don't think they're selling these Apple Watch. I, they've been in the stores now for uh, a month or something. I don't. I think that they sold a bunch to every nerd that wanted one. <laughs> but I don't think there's a lot of legs with, with the Apple Watch, and they're not admitting it. Mm. And they're just becoming kind of weird. I think Apple. They're playing catch up too much. Uh, stick with the phones. You know, I, I think they make the greatest phone in the history of the world, and they sell a bunch of them. Stick with them. I understand they need to be in streaming because that's where music sure. is going. But the way that they're doing it, they always force you into something and there's nothing you can do about it and I'm, it's a little annoying I understand the Android people I'm just not one of them but I understand the, the need for freedom from the ecosystem and all that and uh, it's funny that Apple is the most liberal progressive you know but if you get inside their ecosystem it's oh. like the firm you can't get out nope. <laughs> you know? got you. you're in you're in alright let's try one more story before sure I, I was actually looking up uh, Apple Watch sales and they don't release them as they haven't told anybody I know it says that they've shipped 2.5 million. Yeah, but those, a lot of those are to stores. Right. So we don't know. Yeah, it's not I, I don't clear. know. That may be shipped individually, but I know they sold basically their first bunch to everybody who is a Apple a Watch fanboy. orders, they say, at 7 million. Right. They've shipped 2.5 and... I don't know, ship more than five minutes. I've seen you know. one. Uh, the question, yeah, that's the question. I know. I've seen how one. many do you see in the wild? Yeah, that's actually a tech term. Oh, is it's it? It's like in the oh, wild yeah. is when, is when because in Silicon Valley, that's what they call it because everybody that they know works for everybody and they all mm-hmm. have these gadgets. So their term is, well, do you see it in the wild? Right. Meaning you go to the grocery store and a housewife or has one all, on. Or they're all out. in like celebrity gift bags yeah. and stuff. They're not exactly. actual Exactly, yeah. And I think that sales. the truth is that the 
Apple Watch, which I said from the very beginning, has no purpose whatsoever until you can leave your phone at home. The idea that you have to have your phone with you in order to get messages yeah. on your wrist. Who? Oh, it's so hard. I got to pull my phone out and look at it. I'm going to get Donald Trump to do something about <laughs> Call up Tim Cook and punch him in the face. Get my up. So I think they're lying about Apple Watch sales. I, I don't think that it's real. Inflated. Uh, it's inflated, mm-hmm. and uh, they need to they need to get it together. What they need to do is get a good TV service going, which they've neglected, like that the uh, Apple TV, which uh-huh. is a competitor to Roku. It's the same thing. And Roku, you can you can do anything you want. You can put I can have all kinds of different stations on there. When you buy the Apple TV. You get the stations that are on there, mm-hmm. the and you're not allowed to add anything. You can't do anything, and you don't have much of a choice, you know. So, I'm getting a little annoyed with Apple, but I'll never leave them. This no. is a love hate relationship. <laughs> See, this is pretty crazy. Right? Just thinking about that too. So, they're, they're anticipating selling 75 million iPhones ah! versus only oh, yeah, okay. versus right. only <laughs> 10 million Apple Watches this year. And in fact, they're they're, they're breaking right. down their forecast for next year from 24 to 21 million. So, I guess that would indicate the sales are bad. Now, here's the thing that could save them. Uh, the, is a killer app. If some, if there's something that you can do with that phone through an app that everybody wants, you know, that's what saved. Uh, I mean, it's it's weird to think of it this way, but what saved Netflix, House of Cards, that was their killer show, and people are like, it's worth it. I, what 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 uh, turned HBO into what they are? The Sopranos. It's worth fifteen dollars a month for me to get this. So the Apple Watch could get the killer app that everyone's talking about, and if you don't have the watch, you can't do it. But so far, everything you can do with the watch, you can do with the phone, and you have to have the phone with you the whole time that you have the watch on. It's just a and weird smaller version that's attached to your hand. Yeah, it's just useless and I don't want to walk down the street talking into my wrist for a phone call. <laughs> There's, I don't get that at all. You feel like a CIA agent. <laughs> you feel like Dick Tracy or something. Yeah, I love it. Okay, that's fantastic. <laughs> James Bond. That's fantastic, but I mean, it doesn't, it's not, you don't need it. No. Maybe an app you where you can vote the for the Donald. What? An app where you can vote for the Donald. That would solve it. Well, I'm going to call Tim Cook and tell yeah. him I'm, I'm going to smack him around if he doesn't put my app on. He vote for for Donald, you know, Trump. Donald Trump now, people, the Miss USA thing, now contestants, are, like countries are saying, <laughs> we're not going to send our women there anymore. Okay, Republicans, Jeez. keep flirting with this guy. He's basically, tar- okay, bull in a china shop. That's what we need in this country. <laughs> yeah. I'll knock them all around, knock them senseless if they don't do what I tell them to do. <laughs> I'm the Donald. Don't punch I'll, the models. I'll call the, I'll call the Chancellor of Germany. I'll say, you're fired. You're Ooh. fired. All right, a couple more WTFs when we return. It's a good match, though. 33, 66. Half his age? What's wrong with that? Yeah. English Nick can speak to this. English Nick, you don't seem to have a problem with this. I have no problem with it. Have gone with relations all the... People that are half your age? No. No, no, no. It seems to work for English Nick. Why wouldn't it work for Billy Joel? (laughs) I would tell you something. Billy Joel is a strange dude because I don't... When I was the last... Back when I worked at the other place for the Evil Brothers over on uh, Glen Ridge (laughs) Connector... Um, <laughs> I, uh, uh, the last wife that he had, she was like a famous, she had a cookbook or something. And this was only about four or five years ago, as I recall. She had, she's a famous woman. Martha Stewart? No, no. Wow, no. Yeah, married she Martha was married Stewart. to Martha Stewart. <laughs> no, she had a, she, a lovely name. She's a beautiful woman. She came, in, she came into the show. She came into the show with her cookbook and everything. And she had just married Billy Joel. And she was drop dead gorgeous. Beautiful woman, 
smart. I mean, I fell in love with her on the spot. And <laughs> I don't know what happened. That was only like five years ago that he was, and she couldn't have been more than 35 or something. She was in her mid-30s. G- gorgeous. So I don't know what happened with that one. And But now it just seems like, you know, can you blame him? He's Billy Joel. Now, I know, Nick, yeah. you don't seem to have a problem with it, but I'm 33. And wouldn't you react if I brought in my 66-year-old husband? I think it depends on the people involved. I really do. I think it's... it's you know. If English Nick's involved, it's fine. It's not quite that bad. With my you, situation, she's a couple years older than half my age, so... Yeah, so yeah. You're, yeah, yeah. you're doing all right. You're doing yeah. okay. There's no, no reason to call the cops, people. Everything's fine. <laughs> but yeah, Autumn, if you came in with your granddad, I'd be like, what's going on? Exactly. Yeah. Because it's, it's a little you. strange. But here's the thing. Billy Joel's Billy Joel's. I think that you, when you're a superstar, when you're when you're an artist and you're Absolutely. a superstar, you get away with things that, that that no one else would. People are like, oh, you know, Billy Joel. He likes two things: alcohol and young women. What you know? What yeah. the hell? He's given us an awful lot of delight over the years with all these wonderful songs. Uptown Girl. Of course, well, I wouldn't <laughs> throw that into the top tier, but uh, <laughs> sure. But uh, you know, I'll tell you something that I do respect about Billy Joel, and that is that uh, unlike a lot like Madonna, who's so desperate now and trying to make a number one hit, she can't go away. Billy Joel did a few albums after his heyday that were okay, they weren't great, and he actually woke up one day and said, you know what, I can't write songs the way that I used to, but I've got like 25 mega blockbusters, I'll just spend the rest of my life delighting people, Mm -hmm. playing playing them in concert, and and there's... so respect that as opposed to someone like Madonna who's so desperate to be relevant and so desperate to have another I'm I can beat Lady Gaga at I started this game and it's so desperate and so I, I I'm a fan of Billy Joel's musical abilities and some of his choices <laughs> not as many as English Nick English Nick's a fan all the way around can I just say something yes I just saw a picture of Billy Joel and his new wife mm-hmm. it looks really creepy <laughs> Just because he looks like Dr. Evil right now. Yeah, he kind of does. And yeah. she wow. looks, she looks kind of clueless. That's all I'm saying. And she doesn't look 33. She looks about 43. Maybe she's lying. So <gasps> maybe it's not so bad. Maybe she's lying about her age. And it's funny. When, when I do say that she's 43, for some reason, it's a whole different thing. Like, oh. That's yeah, okay 20 now. years. Yeah. That's what English Nick's counting on. Yeah. <laughs> like, when you get the 20-year range, that's still okay, right? And I he's mean, probably uh, married. This woman is probably one of these like L.A. type of 33s who have themselves real put together, yeah. already on the Botox. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're not They're, they're not the young staving off, staving off age. It's Starting early. It's preventative. <laughs> hey. preventing. I'm preventing. Millennial uh, Missy. Wrinkles. <laughs> oh, you have to do it really early because like you know you start getting the lines mm-hmm. but you have to start early so that you don't even they don't even have a chance to start so it's like a bush administration preemptive strike it's against a preemptive your face. strike on aging <laughs> and if you start early feet. enough you just don't get old right never and you can marry guys i get like- botox everywhere but you know what guys always in general guys just there's less I, I feel bad for women sometimes because there's so much pressure on them to stay looking young but guys all they have to do is make some money and if you make some money nobody cares what you look like and you can always find the young ladies who uh i'm not saying they're in it for your money but it doesn't hurt well doesn't hurt now english nick he's got actual love because i know for a fact he has no, no money he has no money yeah so it's, love it's, and experience it's real love hey you're not wrong about Billy Joel's last wife, man. 
Yes, the brunette. Yes. What was her Tall? name? Uh, Katie. Katie Lee. No, I thought she had a name. Katie like, Lee. There you Nigella go. something. Yeah. No, that's her. Katie Lee. Beautiful Chef. woman. Wow, yeah. she is gorgeous. Beautiful woman. And I don't know what happened there. Did he? Did he think, what happens is he gets real drunk and comes home and starts breaking things. And maybe and she was one of those like raw food chefs, and he couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, he, he must have no money left. You He's know, four I, wives in. Yeah. Oh. I just learned in this segment. I have so much in common with Billy Joel. Yeah. From the young woman to breaking things when I'm wasted. You should, <laughs> you should open up for it next time he comes to town. Uh, speaking of English Nick uh, and his perverse ways, Outrage Corner, when we continue. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.